Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's podcast is brought to you by NetHealth. So NetHealth has created NetHealth Therapy for Private Practice. It is a cloud-based all-in-one EMR solution for managing your practice, one piece of software that handles all of your scheduling, documentation, billing, and reporting needs, plus a lot more, and one super easy-to-use package. So right now, NetHealth is offering a special deal for healthy, wealthy, and smart listeners. If you complete a demo with the NetHealth team, you get $100 towards lunch for your staff. Visit nethealth.com slash litzy to get started and get access to free resources for PTs like ebooks, on-demand webinars, and business tools. Once again, that's nethealth.com slash L-I-T-Z-Y. My last name, really easy. Okay, on today's episode, I am so happy to have Dr. Monique Carruth on the podcast. She is the CEO of physio for You Rehab Staffing Group, providing home health services in Maryland. She currently serves as a Southern District Chair of the Maryland APTA and is the Secretary-Elect of the Home Health Section of the APTA. She holds a Master's and a PhD in Physical Therapy from Howard University and is a proud immigrant from Trinidad and Tobago. So today, we are talking about how to react to the COVID-19 pandemic as a home health business woman. So we hear what it's like treating potentially COVID positive patients. Uh, Monique tells us about the screening tools she developed. And we hear about the impact of the pandemic on mental health. She elaborates on the importance of uh, Ellie Summers' list of notable PTs, and she talks about her experiences of losing patients. We had a really far-reaching conversation. It was great. And then, of course, we talk about how she was able to pivot her business to keep it afloat. How has her perspective as both a clinician and a business owner helped her to pivot her business? We talk about obtaining PPE, telehealth visits, and she gives some great advice to home health physical therapists. This is a really great interview. I'm so thankful for Monique for coming on and everyone enjoy today's episode. Hey, Monique, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on once again. Yes, yes. I am very excited. And just so all the listeners know, Monique is the newly minted Secretary of the Home Health Section of the APTA. So congratulations, that's quite the honor. So congrats. Thank you very much, Karen. And now today we're gonna talk about how you as a businesswoman pivoted, reacted to COVID. So we're Monique's in Maryland, I'm in New York City. So for us East Coasters, it really, well, we know it hit New York City very hard in March. In Mm -hmm. Maryland, when did that wave sort of hit you guys? Was it around the same time? I would say um, mid-March, April, um, because I had returned back to the U.S. the first week of March. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And then uh, things just started going crazy. Um, they were saying, oh, uh, we have to be aware of COVID. Um, but I was still seeing my clients um, that I had. Then we started getting calls saying that family members are worried that we'll be bringing COVID into the home. So they wanted to cancel visits. So we were getting a lot of cancellations. And then elective surgeries uh, were shut down. And that meant a huge drop in clients as well. Um, then we started seeing a spike in uh, clients in mid-April when the hospitals didn't want to discharge patients uh, to the nursing homes. They were discharging them directly to home. Um, so the majority of our clientele was uh, COVID-positive patients. And now... As the therapist uh, going in to see these patients, obviously you need proper protection. You need that yeah. PPE. So as we know, as all the headlines said during the beginning of the pandemic, couldn't get PPE. So what do you do? Well, we were fortunate in Maryland that Governor Hogan um, had um, PPE equipment ready at uh, state health departments um, for agencies to collect. So they did ration them out. Um, also, one of the agencies that I contract with, um, MedStar Hospital, provided PPEs to all the contractors and employees that were visiting um, COVID patients in the home. So we had the goggles, um, face shield, uh, gowns, mask, everything. Um, there would be a specialized um, bag with vital sign equipment for that patient specifically that would be in the, kept in that house and then taken back and disinfected at the end of the treatment. So uh, we, we were assured um, through weekly conferences on what to do, uh, do self-screenings and screening prior to each visit. So for my contractors, I developed a, a screening tool to ask questions if clients were having symptoms or if any family members in the home were having symptoms and if they had exposure to anyone with COVID symptoms in the past 14 days. So we'll know what a rule that person has a person on under investigation or somebody who's COVID positive. So we had done the correct equipment when we go into the homes. And what does that, what does that look like and what does that feel like for you as a therapist, knowing that you're going into a home with a patient who's COVID positive? I mean, I feel like that would make me very nervous and very well, anxious. So what was that like? To be quite honest, I was scared at first. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to avoid it as much as possible, um, but I got to a point where I needed to start seeing people or, you know, the business would go under. Um, so you're nervous because nobody really knows how the disease will progress, what will happen. So it's a risk that you're taking. Um, I, I probably developed a um, compulsive uh, disorder, making sure everything was like wiped down and clean. Um, even getting into the car, you know, disinfecting the steering wheel, the door I'm, handles, I'm everything. with you. I'm with so, you. <laughs> Um, double checking, making sure that, you know, the phone was wiped down, you know, as soon as you get in the house after you strip, washing from head to toe, making sure that, you know, you don't have anything that could possibly be brought into the home. There. Right. And so when you say, going back to that screening tool that you say you developed, 
what was what was it, what was what did that entail for you um, and for your contractors? Because I think this is something that a learning moment for other people. They can maybe copy your screening tool or get an idea of what they can do for their own businesses. Well, it, it's uh, one that they uh, we use to make sure that we don't have any symptoms. Um, so checking the temperature uh, every morning. Mm -hmm. um, before you actually go out to see a patient and asking the question, like certain questions when, when you're scheduling a visit, uh, if they're having any coughing or sneezing, uh, when was the last time they got exposed or if they've been exposed to someone who traveled in the past 14 days mm. or who's had any symptoms in the past 14 days. Um, and, uh, so that was basically it. If they answered no, then you'd be like, okay, fine. All you just need to do is wear the mask and the gloves and make sure that the patient that you're seeing wears the mask as well. Yeah, that's the big thing is making sure everybody's wearing a mask. Have you had any problems with people not wanting to wear a mask in their home when you go in to treat them? Uh, we've had some, but most have been very compliant with, you know, wearing the mask because yeah, I, they realize that the they, they, they do need the service. So, um, like some patients who have like uh, CHF or COPD that will have problems breathing while doing the exercises, I would allow them to, you know, take it off briefly, but I will step back uh, mm -hmm. six feet away and make sure that, you know, they get their respiration rate under control, then they put it back on and we'll do the exercises. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and are you taking obviously taking vitals pulse ox and everything else temperature when you're going into the home as well yes yeah 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 okay and i love the compulsive cleaning and wiping down of things i'm still wiping down if i go food shopping i wipe everything down before i bring it into my home wow <laughs> and i realize it's crazy that's crazy making but i started doing it back in march and it seems to be working so i continue to do it oh, okay and like well, I'm, yeah, I'm the, and I'm the only one in my apartment, but I still wipe down all the handles. Still, <laughs> still do it. Still do them. it. <laughs> I know it's still do insane. It you don't lose sight of it, though. Yeah, I, and and I love that you're like wiping down the car. I rented two car. I rented a car twice since COVID mm -hmm. started, and I like almost used a can of Lysol. One time, like I Lysol the whole thing and then I let it air out. And this is like in a garage going to pick oh, it up okay. from a rental place. And then I have like those Sani wipes, like the real hospital disinfectants. And then I wiped everything down with those. And then I got in the car. Well, Lysol, uh, it's very difficult to find Lysol here right now. So mm, yeah, when you, when you do find it, it's like finding gold. I know. So. I, I found Lysol wipes. They had Lysol wipes at Walgreens. And I was like, is that Lysol wipes? And she was like, yes. I was like, oh my gosh. And then last week I found um, Clorox wipes. But oh, in New okay. York, you can only get one. You can't, there's no yeah, wording. Um, yeah. Here's the same thing. Toilet paper, wipes, um, yeah. Lysol, only one per customer. So. One per customer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, that's, yeah. I was, oh, thank God. I, I found one can of Lysol. One can. Mm -hmm. at the supermarket and it was like there is a light shining down on it and it was like glowing glowing oh. in the middle of the market i was like oh my <laughs> um but i love i love that um all the screening tools that you're using and i think this is a great example for other people 
who might be going to pe into people's homes who may be COVID positive. And I also think it's refreshing for you to say, yeah, I was nervous. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, you know, you yeah. still get nervous because you never know, like someone could be positive um, and you're going in there, but you always wanna be cautious because you're like, oh my God, I hope I didn't like, allow this to be touched or you forgot mm -hmm. to wipe this and stuff out too. Mm -hmm. So, and how, um, much, how much time are you spending in the home? Because there is that sort of time factor to it as well. Exposure time, right? Well, it, it depends on the severity of the condition, um, okay. but anywhere from like 30 minutes to like 45 minutes mm -hmm. in the home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I know gone gone are the days of you know spending that extra time yeah and doing all this extra extra work there because if they're COVID positive then I would assume that the longer you're in an exposed area even though you're fully covered in PPE I guess it raises your well yeah and in, in the in the summer I would say, you know, depending on the amount of work that you had to do, like if you had to do like bed mobility and transfers with the patient, you'd be sweating mm -hmm. under that gown. So you really wouldn't want to be in there yeah. like a full hour anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, they were advising uh, to spend, you know, minimum 30 minutes in the mm -hmm. home to yeah. reduce the risk of you yeah. contracting it as well too. Makes sense. So, so all right. So and a lot of them are deconditioned, so they really can't tolerate a full hour of treatment. Anyway. Of course, of course. Yeah, that makes that makes good sense. So now we've talked about obtaining the proper PPE. What other what other pivots, I guess, is the best way uh, to talk about it? Did you feel you had to do as the business owner? Um, well. As I said, I had to start seeing most of the cases um, to um, make sure that people were still being seen. Um, and like using um, telehealth, mm -hmm. we started doing that. So um, eventually WellSky came on board to offer telehealth visits. So we were able to document um, telehealth visits as well. Um, and people were very responsive to those which worked out pretty well. Um, so with some cases, we'll do uh, one visit in the home and then do the follow-up visit um, mm -hmm. telehealth. So one visit being in the home one week and one telehealth mm -hmm. if it was a twice a week patient. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would also reduce the risk of exposure as well. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Now let's talk about keeping the business afloat. Yes, we're seeing patients. Yes, we're helping people, but we're also running a business. We got people to pay. We got people on payroll. You got to pay yourself. You got to keep the business afloat to help all of these patients. So what was the most challenging part of this as from the eye of the business owner, not the clinician? And on that note, we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back. NetHealth Therapy for Private Practice is a cloud-based, all-in-one EMR solution for managing your practice. That's right, one piece of software that handles all of your scheduling, documentation, billing, and reporting needs, plus lots more, in one super easy-to-use package. Right now, NetHealth is offering a special deal for healthy, wealthy, and smart listeners. Complete a demo with the NetHealth team and get $100 towards lunch for your staff. 
Visit nethealth.com slash litzy to get started and get access to free resources for PTs like ebooks, on-demand webinars, and business tools. Once again, that's nethealth.com slash L-I-T-Z-Y. Well, you, you get fearful that you may not have enough patients to see to cover um, previous expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the reasons I did apply for the PPP loan. Um, and as I mentioned to you before, I was successful in um, acquiring that uh, probably like around July. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did you know, cover like eight weeks of payroll if that, um, but it was strictly dedicated to payroll, nothing else. Right. So everything else I had to do was to cover like uh, the bills and stuff because that was just for payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the agencies that we contracted for were having difficulty maintaining, uh, reimbursing. So that became a challenge as well too. So, so what does that mean exactly? Um, so when we contract with agencies, they're supposed to be paying us for this, the rehab services that we provide. Okay. Um, some of them were late with their payments as well, but I still had to pay my contractors on time. Got it. So, Got it. Yeah. Oh, that's a pickle. Yeah, that's a pickle. <laughs> <Jeez>. um, <laughs> so that meant like some, t- some, you know, weeks of payroll, I would have to probably go with less and uh, making mm-hmm. sure that the mm-hmm. other contractors were paid. And how about having uh, therapist furloughs? Did you have any of that? Did you know, uh, were there any people like maybe therapists in your area who were furloughed from their jobs and coming to you like, hey, do you have anything for me? Can you help? What was that situation like? Yes. So um, I started getting a pretty... Um, a pretty amount of calls about uh, having to pick up to do work because they were followed or laid off. Um, we currently have one contractor who was working for ATI mm-hmm. uh, full time that got followed. Now she's doing um, the home health full time right now um, as a contractor. Um, we have some that are still doing it PRN even though they went back to like their um, full time jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we had people looking for, uh, cases to see just to supplement the, um, the income. Mm-hmm. Then we had a reverse situation where some people were more comfortable getting the unemployment check than seeing patients at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that you had different scenarios, but it wasn't that we were in need of therapists during that time yeah. because, um, people were willing to work. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And from the, I guess from your perspective, being owner and clinician, so you're seeing patients, you're running a business, were there any sort of positive surprises that came out of this time for you? Something that that maybe made you think, hmm, maybe I'm gonna do things a little differently moving forward. Uh, yes. Uh, incorporating more telehealth visits. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of them. And, um, using the screening tool there, uh, it helps in a lot of situations. So, um, it 
makes you aware of what you might possibly be going into when you're going into the home. Um, and I am realizing that there is uh, one of the biggest things for therapeutic outcome is having a good relationship with your patients. So mm-hmm. since most people are on lockdown, a lot of the patients that we do see, they live by themselves or they may just have one or two people in the home and they may possibly be working. So going, going into the home, you're probably the only person that they're getting to talk to most days. So um, you, I saw the need to improve on um, soft skills and being approachable with your patients. Mm. So um, that was definitely a, a big thing for me. And how is that manifesting itself now? So now, you know, you figure we're what, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, eight, nine months in. So kind of having that realization of like, boy, this is, this may, I may be the only person this person speaks to today, all week, perhaps. I mean, that's, can be a, a little, that can be a big responsibility. So how do you, how do you deal with that now that you're, you know, 10 months into this pandemic? Um, well, I, I still, still, still feel that some sort of contact needs to be maintained. So uh, even though some patients may have been discharged, um, they would contact the physician via um, a telehealth visit and ask to, you know, Continue. be seen again. Um, but you still maintain contact, make sure that, you know, you drop the line and say, hey, just following up to see if you're okay, that sort of stuff. So they, they will remember and they'll, they'll keep coming. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It is such a responsibility, Um, especially for those older patients who are, who are alone most of the time. I mean, it is, it's, you know, we hear more and more about the, um, mental health effects that COVID has had on a lot of people. So, um, and, and I don't think that we're immune to those effects either. Um, (laughs) I mean, how, how do you deal with, the stress of because it there's got to be an underlying stress with all of this right so what do you do how do you deal with that stress um well when it was warmer um i would try to at least take the weekends off to go do something outdoors um and like being around people where you can you know laugh and you know watch movies you know goof out you don't have to think about work Yeah. Those things help. Yeah. Just finding those outlets that you can turn it off a little bit. Yeah. And I love taking the weekends off every once in a while. I have to do that. Um, <laughs> I have to remember to do that. And I'm yeah, so but... jealous that you're just, you just came off of, of a, a nice little vacay as well. <laughs> well, um, it, it was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't be taking one until probably sometime next year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, it was definitely needed. Uh, anything else, any other advice that you may have for those working in home health when it comes to going to see those patients during these COVID times, whether the patient has, has, ha- has or has had COVID, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to our fellow home health 
uh, PTs? Well, I know um, I've been hearing quite a lot of PTs saying that they didn't want to treat COVID patients and they should not be subjected to treating um, COVID patients. But as we get more awareness of what the diseases um, and we take the necessary precautions, I think we will be okay. Because um, everyone deserves um, to get quality care. And I, I know some people say the, this person probably got COVID because they were being reckless and stuff. I, I mean, you could slip up, be as cautious as possible and still slip mm -hmm. up and get COVID. That doesn't mean you should be denying someone um, to receive that treatment. Just make sure that you're protected when you do mm -hmm. go in. Um, because we're going to see a huge wave of COVID cases coming in the next few months. And yeah. with elective surgeries um, being stopped and everything like that, that's going to be our only um, client population. And to prevent the furloughs and the layoffs from happening again, mm -hmm. I would just advise them, you know, do the screenings, make sure you get your PPE and just go see the patients. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's not as bad as, you know, they make it seem. Yeah. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. And now um, we're going to really switch gears here. Okay. So this is going to be like a, like a, a 360 turnaround. But before we went, <laughs> before we went on the air, Monique and uh -huh. I were talking about um, just some things that, that you wanted to talk about and recent happenings in the PT world. And you brought up uh, sort of a list of influential PTs that was uh, uh, compiled by um, our lovely friend, Ellie Summers. Yes. So go ahead and talk to me about why that list was meaningful to you and why you kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, well, you know, for the past few years, I've been noticing like people send out stuff to vote for like uh, inf top influencers in, in physical therapy and stuff like that. You tend to see the same names like year after year, um, but you've never seen one that um, just strictly focuses on uh, women in physical therapy. And I see a lot of women doing great things um, in the physical therapy world, but because they do not have as many followers on like Twitter or mm -hmm. Instagram, they don't get the recognition that uh, they deserve. Um, for example, Dr. Lisa Van, who's um, incredible, incredible work with the Ujima Institute. Mm -hmm. um, I actually consider her a mentor of mine. Um, she, <laughs> she calms me down when I try to get fiery with certain stuff. So I, I, you, not you. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I appreciate her for that. Um, so for Ellie to actually construct this list, and you know, I've I've been observing her her tweets and her posts for a while, and I see that she questions why is it that you know women do not get the recognition um, in a profession that is supposed to be female dominated. Mm -hmm. um, so for her to to do this i you know it was it was really thoughtful and needed but yeah and you know the thing that i love the most about ellie's list is she put herself on it yes how many times have you made a list and put yourself on it i can answer never. me never <laughs> never never in a million years have i made a list of like influential people to and put myself on it never yeah so i saw yes. that and i was like 
good for you. Yeah. Good for it's you. Because, you know, sometimes you, you um, in, in, doing, in doing stuff, you, you have to be kind to yourself first and mm-hmm. love yourself first. And in her doing that, I, I believe she's demonstrating that that is something that's, that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of us, we don't give ourselves enough praise for the stuff that we do. Absolutely, absolutely. It's sort of, it's a nice lead by example moment yeah. um, from her. Yeah. So I really appreciated that list. And, and yes, Dr. Van Hoos is like a yeah. queen. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and every time, every time I hear her speak or, or I get the chance to talk with her through the Ujima Institute, to me, it's amazing how someone can have the calm that she has and the power she has at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have that. I don't. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Um, but she just like she just gets it, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. As we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the one question that I ask everyone. And that is knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? You're, you're that wide eyed, fresh faced PT, just out of PT school. Uh, you can't save everybody. (laughs) You can't save everybody. Nice. You know, when you, when you just graduate as a therapist, you think you can save everyone and change the world uh it takes time yeah so oh excellent answer i don't think i've heard that one yet and and it's not that's not a defeatist it's not that's not a defeatist thinking at all it's trust me it's not (laughs) yeah um i think this year i've encountered more deaths as a therapist um with patients than i have probably in Mm. the 12 years that i've been practicing um i'm sorry yeah because you know you do patients that you get attached to mm-hmm. you know you hear mm-hmm. oh, this person passed away and stuff like that so um it's good while it lasts but to protect yourself um mentally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. emotionally you just realize that you can't save everybody yeah and I think this pandemic is teaching us that too, that you can't mm-hmm. say everything. Yeah, 100%. Um, thank you for that. And now, Monique, where can people find you? Website, uh, social media handles? Uh, social media handles are the same on Twitter and Instagram at Physio4U, F-Y-Z-I-O, number four, U. Uh, Facebook slash Physio4U as well. And www.physio4u.org is the website. Awesome. Very easy. And just so everyone knows, I'll have links to all of those in the show notes um, under this episode at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So if you want to learn more about Monique, about her business, uh, I suggest you follow her on Instagram and Twitter because there's always great conversations and posts going on there uh, initiated uh, by Monique. Um, on anything from home health to DEI to words of wisdom. So definitely give her a follow. Um, So Monique, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Let's see, last time was a really long time ago. 
Um, (laughs) I can't believe it. It seems like 10 years ago, but I think it was really like three. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, (laughs) I think it was CSM like three years ago, although it seems like forever ago. Um, So thank you for coming on again. I really appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. And thank you for having me. Okay. Absolutely. And everyone. Continue to be safe. Okay. Yes, you too. And everyone else. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.